Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Grind Time where we are turning our to-do list into our did list. This is a weekend drop, everything I got done this weekend. I hope that you were able to get some things done off your to-do list, but if you didn't, I hope that you moved in grace, I hope that you gave yourself some rest, I hope that you took a break, and I just hope that you uh, showed some appreciation and gratitude for everything that you did get done during the week. I prefer to rest during the weekend. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, until I can reach my $250 a day goal, then there'll be no rest. And so I did get, uh, I got a lot done this weekend. And so my goal with every episode is to help you sleep better at night by practicing what I do to help me sleep better at night. And that's reading through my did list, finding some gratitude in all that I got accomplished and saving the worry and frustration for the things that I didn't get accomplished for the next day. So um, I like to jump right into my did list and hopefully encourage you and motivate you to start keeping track of what it is that you're getting done. Um, so if nothing else, at the end of the day, week, month, quarter, year, you can go back and say, I got some shit done, even on days that it doesn't feel like you've made any progress. And so that's what I'm here for. Um, and so I'm just going to jump right in into what an entrepreneur. Oh, I don't think I introduced myself. My name is Evelyn LaChapelle and I am a cannabis entrepreneur, an entrepreneur of all sorts. Um, but the lane that I'm in right now is building a cannabis brand. And so this weekend I spent some time at a cannabis event, uh, as a vendor and so I got lots of done I got lots of stuff done this weekend um, so I'm just gonna jump right into my did list uh, giving you another reminder that the method that I use to do this is I put everything that I need to do I normally reserve my left side of my pages for that I've been getting a little messy but I reserved the left side for my to-do list and the right side for everything that I got accomplished. I'm really good at reserving the right side for that. Um, so that at the end of the night, we can go over what we did. So um, this was everything that I had to do preparing for my vending. Um, and I have to keep like a tight list because when you're leaving the house and you need to bring supplies and you need to make sure that you have everything that you need, um, that to-do list becomes its own separate thing. I normally, I have it here. I'll have it written on a note card that I have in my pocket to make sure that I'm not missing anything. So if you are vending um, and you ever get to your location and you're like, damn, I don't have my cord. I didn't bring this make a note it's like keeping a grocery list in your pocket of everything you needed so some of the things that i needed to get done before vending um da, 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 for the table plastic store um oh i had of course i had to get a custom sweatsuit for this event so i got a sweatsuit printed i needed to go to the plastic store there's a plastic it's literally called tap plastics and they do all this custom acrylic and uh, I wanted to get some displays for the vending table. I needed to roll some pre-rolls, um, charge my payment processor, update my pricing, add labels all to my bath salts. I got new packaging in for my bath salts and so they were without labels. 
I needed to make some change because it's always good to have cash on you, change for people who are paying uh, with cash. And I needed to do design a price sheet and print it. That was everything I needed to get done. And I'm reading through that list because not everything got done. But remember, we're operating in grace. Um, so what did get done, and this is the weekend drop. So this is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Friday and Saturday, I'm prepping for the event. The event was on Sunday. Getting me out of the house on a Sunday is a lot, but I was hopeful that there would be a $250 day involved. And so I got out of the house on a Sunday uh, for this event that uh, required me to be there at 12 o'clock to set up. And so the things that I did get done, this is the, this is why we're here, um, was I went to, oh, I, I don't keep my product here. I keep it in a storage unit that is kind of far from my house. Uh, there's a reason for that. But I keep everything in a storage unit, so I had to go to the storage unit and pull out all of the product that I was taking. This event had almost 200 people registered, so... I brought a lot of stuff. Um, I think I brought, I actually have the list somewhere, but I, I brought like two large bins of practically everything that's on the catalog. So if you go to callthewelady.com and see everything that I have, I brought some of everything. Um, so I had to go to the storage and get that taken care of. And then of course I edited and, up, and uploaded the last episode. Um, and then I had to update my PayHub portal pricing so two things if you have an e-commerce store if you're thinking about getting an e-commerce store uh, one of the things is merchant services or merchant processor that's that is the company that is processing your payments it's not shopify it's not Nordstrom's. it's not them that's processing the payment there's a third party that's processing those payments for the store for a fee normally somewhere between two and three percent now I have a high-risk business and because I have a high-risk business which I really don't because I don't sell anything that's illegal I sell apparel and CBD sauce etc but because of the word weed and because the word weed has been flagged so many times I had to get a high-risk payment processor which is um which just cost me a thousand dollars for the year it's an annual fee it's actually two fees of five hundred dollars a piece so five hundred dollars a year to process online payments um and five hundred dollars a year to process in-person payments so you all just off bat need to make a thousand dollars just to recoup what you're spending on payment processing. Um, so something to think about going into this phase. I'm thinking about trying to move forward next year without it because I sell hoodies. Like, why am I spending this much money for payment processing? But it's part of it. And so part of the pay hub portal pricing that I had to update is actually the mobile device where I'm able to accept credit card payments while I'm bending. And I believe they still take a fee off each transaction like any other processor. So it's their 2% transaction fee and then the $500 annually. And, but it is super user friendly. Like I can go right on the mobile app, update all my products, add products ad hoc. Like sometimes I'm doing raffle tickets. Sometimes I'm selling beverage tickets. I can throw it in there, throw in the price. Uh, when people are purchasing things, I can boop, 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 add it to cart and then they can tap 
their credit card and boom we're good so if you're vending there's a lot of vendors who was like cash app paypal Venmo, all of that i try to avoid it unless i really have to because i left the payment processor at home or something but i try to avoid it because i want to keep better track of the money that i have coming in that's number one um the last event i didn't have it so i did have like cash app paypal and it's like it's just hard to to know what is coming from where and if you got to my paypal more than likely one of my automatic payments came out and it's been spent so i try my hardest to just use the credit card payment processor or accept cash and it just makes you look a little more professional um so it's something to think about you don't have to spend the 500 like me but but think about getting that credit card processor for when you're actually vending so i updated the PayHub portal pricing and then i did create a new price sheet um, I wish I had it in front of me. It was actually, it was nice. I forgot to put my logo on it, but I wasn't going back to Staples to print it. But it was actually, I separated uh, the pricing between break, um, I'm sorry, grind time, boss time, and break time. And um, so it was cute, but I forgot the logo. And then I added a no ship promo code. So for people who came to the booth and wanted something that I didn't have or wanted a size that I didn't have, I wanted to be able to say, if I don't have it, you can still order it online today or tomorrow with no shipping. I'll ship it at no cost. So it was no extra cost for them to order um, the product. So I wanted to make that available. I don't want anybody to want something and I can't provide it. That's money walking away. Um, so I was super prepared and didn't need to be because there wasn't that many people. <laughs> so, um, but all of that to say is you still have to show up A1 and you have to continue to show up and you have to continue to put yourself in places where there is potential to make money. I'll, I'll never regret showing up. Um, and then it was a cannabis event and I'm also an event curator uh, with my partner curated Can I Kick It, the premium day party here in Oakland. I think I'm just not telling you I'm in Oakland, um, but it is the premium Canada friendly day party in Oakland. We hosted three last year. We'll most likely do three or four again this year. And so I always want to see what other people are doing in this space and sit back and take notes. So I didn't make much money. Honestly, probably broke even on what it cost me to attend in terms of like, outfit <laughs> and uh what i made back in sales i think i may have sold like 150 dollars worth of merch and then a, a custom order because somebody wanted the sweatsuit that i was wearing so um but it, it wasn't worth it in terms of money but it was worth it in terms of information because i am trying to figure out who, how, where, and when is the money being made in this industry? And so this event was free entry and free flower, free product, which is awesome. But it's also what I think has been the number one inhibitor, if that's the word. Like it's holding us back. Like this industry has been built off of sort of like, oh, come and kick it. Don't spend no money. Just show up. We're going to we're going to get you high and you're going to have a good time and that's it. And so when you're offering your event for free and free flower, that's what people are showing up for. 
when you go to the bar, you're expecting to spend money. Actually, it's what keeps me in the house right now because going outside requires me to spend money. So I don't know the business model that offers free entry and free consumption. Um, and so I sat around asking questions and looking and I came up, I mean, I just came up with there was no money to be made. And sometimes that's what people wanna do. I am on this grind every day to make at least right now my starting goal, $250 a day. And um, I don't understand the folks who come outside um, for less than that. Like it's, it's I don't know. So I'm just gonna say I don't know and leave you with, it is still good to get out there and see what other people are doing so that you can either emulate it or run far from it, right? And if you don't see what other folks are doing, um, then you're just, you're running in your own lane and you could have avoided some things, right? Like I, I was able to go to that event and see some things and be like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do this. And then see some other things. Like I, I did meet some dope people. The DJ was great. Definitely will hire the DJ. The food vendors always make money. So if you see me at the next event and I'm selling some form of food, it is because I realized yesterday that no matter what the food vendors make money so at the next event i'll be selling ice cream sandwiches mark my words i'm not kidding about that that was probably the best thing that came out of that event is just the food vendors are always pulling in cash they might be the only ones that pull in cash um and so i did learn a lot and then that was good that event was from one to eight I didn't like that. Um, that. It was a long day. So I got there at 12. I think I started packing up about 7. I was out of there by 7.30 on the one-woman team. So it's like a lot to unpack all of that, pack it back. It's still in my car right now in the back seat, hoping that no one wants to steal it because everything is there. I will go to the storage tomorrow. Um, but learned a lot, went out, got home around 8 p.m., and I'm only telling you this part, not because it had anything to do with business, but because it, it has to do with being a human. I still had to come home and braid my daughter's hair. And so I got home around eight and started braiding around nine and finished around one. And I'm really only adding that to, sh to share that this grind is a lot. You're going to get tired and it does not mean that you get to stop because there are still people waiting on you when you get home to get some stuff done and you just have to get it done. And so it was a long weekend. I didn't make any money, but I did learn a few things. I met some really great people that I'll connect with. Add this in. Do you ever go to conferences, meet people and not follow up with them? Because I do that all the time. And so I made it a point to collect emails this time. I always do that because I'll go throw those emails in my subscriber list. And I always feel like, okay, if I didn't reach out to them directly, at least they'll start hearing from me through my uh, newsletter. But the connections that I made yesterday were so very specific to opportunity that I'm going to make sure that I follow up with them in the next 24 to 48 hours. So note to self, note to you that those people that you meet 
um, could very much be linked to opportunities. And that's another reason why we go outside. So if I'm not making money, maybe I'm uh, growing my network. I even met a lady who uh, we talked about running an expungement clinic together. Um, I'm also have launched a nonprofit and I met a lady who was providing the food, the only one in the room making money, but she has a culinary program for reentry. Um, Reentry folks, so that was a strong connection for my nonprofit, and oh, and I met him, and I met a guy who has a radio show, and he invited me to come on the radio show. So in about three to four weeks, I'll be uh, a guest on his radio show. He's a grower out in Humboldt, so it was it was worth it will be worth the people that I met. I'm sure so. Um, remember you're going outside to make money. If you can't make money, make opportunity while you're out there. That was my takeaway for the weekend. Uh, the grind doesn't stop just because it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Sometimes you still got to get up and get it. Vending is a good way to do it. If you have any, um, goods for sale, even if you're a service-based, uh, company is good to get outside. Make sure your booth looks good. People don't stop at your booth because of what you have on it they stop at your booth because it looks good what it looks like draws them in but they don't really even know what you have until you are at the table until they are close enough within one to two feet of the table to to zoom in on what you have but think about when you're at the farmer's market or any other market and you're walking down the the main way the tables that are attract you are the ones that look good so make sure your table looks good make sure you have um a list of everything that you need before you get there so that you're not scrambling so many times i have pulled up like i gotta go print a price sheet i didn't bring the payment processor so now i'm taking cash app and venmo i don't have change so money walked away because i couldn't break his 50 like all of these things oh and a fanny pack like i have to get a designer one because i don't have one yet and i'm using a clear uh wheat maps fanny pack but being hands-free and being able to to stick your cash in a place you know where you're not gonna lose it really helps so yes if you're in a retail space or if you have i mean if you have any products vending is a good way to get outside and make some cash um i just wanted to add that there but it's not like it's not always cheap so i'm looking at uh black joy parade here in the bay area that's in february it draws a really large crowd but the booth is four hundred dollars and i just don't know if i want to spend four hundred dollars so you spend four hundred dollars and you make four hundred dollars what you've done was just wasted your day if you spend four hundred dollars I don't know, you make a thousand, right? Because you also have to think about profit margin. When when I make 400, I'm not making 400. I'm making about 30 to 40% um, is my profit margin. So that's less than 30%. That's less than 200 bucks. That's so nonetheless, do your math before you commit to vending or before you pay these outlandish prices sometimes make sure it's worth it make sure you're prepared make sure you know the audience and uh yeah just go outside and get it done it's kind of what we're here for is to make a book right so in good luck on your grind please as always subscribe so that we can grind this out together and what else oh and 
visit us at calltheweelady.com. I can't wait to tell you about the ads that I've been running, but I'm only telling you about the stuff that I did on the weekends and ad was it ads were not included. So that'll be on the next episode. But please go check out calltheweelady.com, see what we have to offer. And I look forward to doing this again with you tomorrow. So happy grind time.